0: Hello beautiful people, my name is Davi, I'm joined by Abe and Charlie, welcome back to another Redox discussion for our viewers and listeners, we hope you guys are doing well. We just watched, finally, season two of Invincible, and first episode, first episode, sorry, first episode of, sorry, first of, season, episode two. of season two, <laughs> and we
1: won't, we won't watch the whole thing until 2024, so. Yeah, I know, it's <laughs> a mid-season finale,
0: <laughs> but wow, y'all, um, what a start, uh, sets up uh a season i'd say but i definitely think more things will get set up as a as the season develops uh more storylines but i just want to get uh charlie your overall thoughts from where we left off from season two and season one what do you think was was done well in this episode that kept you engaged like season one did um i mean right off the
2: bat from the beginning uh they catch you off guard because you're like, dude, is this a dream? Is this really happening? Because he teams up with his dad. They're killing everybody and taking over. And he's, uh, you know, sided with the, what is it, Viltrum people? Mm-hmm. uh, So they, they catch you off guard very much like the first episode of the series in general where it catches you off guard at the end, mm-hmm. right? Everything's like fine and dandy, whatever. Oh, this is a great superhero show blah blah blah, and then the ending catches you off guard because omni-man goes on a rampage and kills all of the heroes right Mm -hmm. so i feel like they did a similar thing here they just flipped the order they did it in the beginning uh just taking you aback Mm -hmm. a little bit
1: yeah i mean if we go back to the beginning of season one again it's been a hot minute since i've seen it but i remember the show insinuating very early on that omni-man killed like
0: the majority
1: of the guardians
0: Yes. And it's the very first episode. The very first yes, episode, episode, Right first at episode. the end of the it's right. episode. It's at the end of the episode, he kills them. He and will, kill we're them. in shock, and we're like, what the heck are we watching? Like, where is this yeah, going to go? Because up yes. to
2: then, he, he, it was like very basic, standard mm-hmm. exactly. superhero. And what
1: it, what it feels like that the show is doing, uh, like a consistent theme of... Yeah, right over there. Yeah, there was a bug on my leg. I don't Aww, know what it was. You scared?
2: I flicked it away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the consistent theme that I've been seeing is that they throw you into this massive plot point that's huge and central to what's happening in this season. And then they take you away from it and then they piece the puzzle, like the puzzle together as you
0: go. It's like they put you in the middle of like act two. Yeah. (laughs) Would you say that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even yeah. Act two, like even going into act three almost, it feels like, um, because what you see from that beginning sequence is, Like this entire thing that you don't know if it's a dream sequence, a nightmare, whatever. And then they introduce like this new character, um, which I forget the guy's name, the guy who opens portals Mm -hmm. and goes into different dimensions. They introduce that character in the beginning that and you start to feel like this isn't a dream sequence. Like what Mm -hmm. what is the like purpose here? And then you start to to question everything when they pull you out of it because he's not waking up from a dream. Mm -hmm. he's not you know waking up from a nightmare or anything like that he just pulls out of back to the regular universe um and then they start to piece the little things together with that character introduction so i think the show does a very good job of uh telling you almost kind of what's going to happen but not giving you all the details so that you can piece it together along the way yeah
0: i I felt like there was many narratives that opened up with this show yeah Uh, specifically the first one was the multiverse and I know multiverse has been a very <laughs> common occurrence in many films and many superhero, superhero movies IPs. to have IPs that have come out recently. You know, you yeah. got across the Spider-Verse, you got uh, Loki uh, with the M- whole MCU, Marvel in general. Uh, DC did it with uh, with the Flash yes. as well. Yeah. So I'm wondering from you guys, uh, do you guys think this is a right direction to take or are you guys more q- questioning it? In a sense of like okay we're seeing it everywhere why are you gonna do this
1: yeah i'll say i'll say firstly um i have not read the comics so this could be canon like this could be yeah something very specific to the comics that just follows what's going on if that's the case fine even if it's not the case um i think it's fine to to do this and i I, what i'm seeing and i'm understanding is that this is kind of just a theme in comics and superheroes in general that people like to play with this idea of multiverse And why do they like to do that? Because it's not something that you really can conceptualize in real life. So it's escapism. It's a way to really like dive into that stuff. Um, On the other hand, I do think in general, uh, audiences are getting a little bit fatigued of multiverse type things. Um, But from the initial point that I see here, um, I'm not going to say that the multiverse in here is overly simple, but they don't uh, m- they don't make so many of the details crucial to the story that you feel like you're lost mm-hmm. so far in episode one. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Um, whether or not that's going to change, the comic book heads who are fans of Invincible might be able to, you know, uh, you might know different, and that's okay. Don't mm-hmm. spoil, please, if you if you do know. Um, but that's how I'm feeling right now is it, it didn't feel as um, taxing as, like, the Marvel's, uh multiverse. Like, the it, Marvel multiverse is, like, your head's jumping through hoops to make sure, like, you were following everything that's happening. Yes, yeah. yeah. it felt a lot more... And similar. isn't
2: it crazy you said um, audiences might be a bit fatigued of the multiverse stuff? It's crazy that that's kind of true, and it's the just the beginning of, like, this is just the introduction of yes. that. You know, Marvel, like, literally just started this multiverse thing, mm-hmm. and they're, mm-hmm. like, the biggest, you know uh ip that that are doing this mm-hmm. um obviously it's been in the comics before i was reading a dc comic recently that's literally a whole multiversal war thing i forget what the title is but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very very common um my first impression of seeing it here i thought it was i was like not again this is getting <laughs> kind of gimmicky that everyone's doing it yeah. at the same time it's like that era uh back in like the 2010s or something where like everything was vampires
1: or zombies or zombies <laughs> yeah
2: yeah but it was just like twilight vampire diaries yeah. but blah, 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 like uh, everything was Teen wolf that. and then yeah everything being uh, zombies after that
1: yeah uh walking dead zombie land right exactly
2: um but but i the thing is this show proved to me from season one that it can be very good that it is very good and so i trust their judgment to go this route um but obviously we're gonna have to see how how they do this whole thing i do yeah. fr- from the get-go like you said it does seem like they didn't over complicate things mm-hmm. but who knows now because this guy has like a giant brain head <laughs> thing and god <laughs> knows 1000 brains yeah god knows what his freaking abilities are
1: i'll think one uh one thing that i'll say too is Um, it's something that Davi mentioned is that the show does a very good job at developing these narratives and these different subplots of different characters and makes you care about them. And to me, what that says is that like, while the multiverse and everything might be in the different dimensions might be, um, a characteristic of the show, it's not going to be the main character Mm. of the show. And I feel like that has been the case in some of the other IPs that we've seen. Um, but even in the first episode, like I mentioned, it's been four years for me since I've watched it. Um, some people might remember better than others. I feel like I haven't remembered that much, but they did a, a good job, even like with some of the side characters, like um, Robot Rudy and his new body. And it's like you call back to, oh, this is what happened here, and they're, they're they're still driving that plot line, right, of what's going on with Robot, what's going on with Rudy. And these are the things that I like about this show. They they continue to develop these plot lines and these stories and make you care about characters like Robot, like Adam Eve, like the Immortal, like Rex, um, like all of them. Mm -hmm. And
0: I think that's the mark of a very good show, regardless comic book or not. Yes. Um, And I mean, there is a lot of questions now from, you know, when the, with the multiverse being introduced. And the one that I have is with Omni-Man, because we saw in the beginning, we saw Omni-Man and we saw a version of Mark with him, teaming up with him. Now the question I have is, is that the Omni-Man that defeated Mark in the invincible ver- in the invincible world that we know? Mm-hmm. Or is there different versions of Omni-Man? Yeah, that's a really good question. Because he's a, was it Volt, a Viltrum. like A Voltrum? Like, is there only one version of Voltrum? Because their goal is to go to different planets and conquer all of them and have control of them. Yeah. Right? So is Omni-Man, was Omni-Man... Um, was he, was he given this task of going to every different version of planet Earth? Or is there different versions of Omni-Man? Yeah, I think th- this is the the question at this point. My guess
1: is that it would be um, the latter. There's different versions of Omni-Man. If you're bringing in a different multiverse from what we've seen, the guy has a thousand versions of himself. Mm-hmm. The same would be true for every person mm-hmm. um, that exists anywhere. Um, that would be the simplest way to make it, I think, in my mind. Um, but see, it, you know, it remains to be seen, and the, it remains to be explained. Yes. Um, and I, I hope that you know, it probably is a little bit of a complex, you know, thing to wrap your head around the way it works in this world. But I hope that um it doesn't become like the center of the heart of the show. Is my biggest thing. Yeah. In terms of like everyone now is so focused on the multiverse that like the characters and their their plots and their storylines are are kind of secondary
0: i got you i do i do agree that the characters will drive the plot mm-hmm. of the show this is just the environment that they're in now. yes now they have to deal with it that's what it feels like um and man mark he is at you know it's only been a month and the show addresses that to us and whoa he he seems like he seems like he doesn't have a purpose and he's trying to find that purpose again um i, I charlie i want to start off with you what has stood out to to you from mark's character and his emotions at at this moment
2: uh we mentioned you know he was just going through the motions he's very numb um to everything he's not really getting the same joy out of you know saving people like he was before uh and he wasn't struggling at all until that last fight too so like his abilities he's progressed very much so He's very competent, uh, but he's not like I don't know, positive about it or not realizing it in a way. He's kind of mm-hmm. just doing everything, saving people in a perfect manner, but he's depressed mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh I think this ending here could, you know, spark something uh different in him because he's getting a little bit more of a purpose working for Cecil. Uh You know, uh, getting into the same college as his girlfriend. Um, So, like, (laughs) the thing is, like, there's positive things now uh, happening to him. But now he has a super crazy megamind villain who wants to come after him. (laughs) So it's like, come on. When everything was, like, peaceful and calm, even though, like, obviously shitty things happened to you, he was depressed. And then now that he's happy, shitty things are going to happen to him again. So it's like, come on can never catch your break you can't be a superhero and catch a break ever <laughs> ever
1: yeah i'll i'll take it a step further um i don't feel like the problems that he had that we saw through the beginning of the episode are resolved through the end there um i think the biggest thing that he's grappling with and we've seen through conversations is um a am i my dad like I, you know, obviously I'm his kid. I have the same powers as him. Like I have the the um, blood from like the people of Viltrum, like all of that. Um, so I have my powers to do good. But you know, am I am I eventually destined to be evil? I think like that's the biggest question that he's like grappling with. And I think that's leading to a lot of his depression. Um, just based on some of the themes that I saw there, um, especially at the end there when he was talking to the immortal, and the immortal was coming yeah, to him. was like. like I I don't know if you're on our side. I mean it almost posed the question and Mark was posing the question to himself. Like I I don't even know. He doesn't even know yet. You know what I mean? Like am I am I eventually going to be evil?
2: It's that thing too, like with your when you have bad parents and you're like, I don't want to be anything like my parents. Yes. Sort of
1: thing. But the but the problem with that is sometimes you spend so much energy trying not to be like your parents that you almost end up being like them anyway because, like, yeah. you you have this anger f- fuel about it that that it causes you to do the wrong thing. Um, and, you know, I think that's where he's kind of, you know, trying to, to toe the line. Um, and also, I think that he's, like, having a bit of, like, is it worth it saving all these people? Or, like, can I save everybody? Because my dad can cause so much destruction like that. And although Mark's abilities might be, you know, better than they were at the beginning of season one, again, this is a month after his whole thing with his dad. I don't think he's gotten any better. He lost to all those Maulers, which, uh, personally, if it was Omni Man, I think he would have washed them, yeah, one hundred percent. So I think he's still battling with this, like, oh, I'm invincible, but I'm I'm nowhere at the level of like being able to even defeat my dad and save him, save all these people from him um if if he's out there if he's able to return and do more so i think he's grappling with those kind of two questions um right now and it's like kind of a lot spinning around his head but then he has the 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 normal moment of like oh i got into college i can be with my girlfriend um and she probably doesn't even know like the half of the extent that's like mm-hmm. running know. in his head no um, which is a crazy setup for the season i think it really develops the the emotional depth of the character and where where it can go from here
0: Yes, that is true. Do you think, um, from Mark's perspective, uh, do you think that he... Oh, shoot, I lost my question. It's okay. Shoot. It's Mark. all good. <laughs> it's fine. Um.
1: Uh, the question I was going to ask you guys now is, like, the dynamic between the Guardians and how things are changing with, you know uh the immortal coming in bulletproof like the new guardians and invincible um where do you see that going i i feel like right now it's kind of like this uh hodgepodge group of like heroes thrown together from the af- aftermath of like everything that happened with omni-man um do you think it's gonna work do you think there's gonna be kind of conflict there no there
2: was What's already the there's already got, yeah yeah in season one there was already conflict when they were putting that group together and right then- but now with the new additions no, not with the new additions, but still. It had conflict then. It'll have probably even more so conflict now because of Invincible being associated with Omni-Man altogether. Mm. He's a hero killer, and he's just a civilian killer mm-hmm. as well. So overall, like I feel like they would give him a hard time about that or say like he's non-deserving. But it'll be a mixed bag because there are people in the group that like truly care for him uh, and want to, to see him get better and get through this. But there are also other people who are just haters and probably think that, you know, they're better than him. And yeah, one uh one thing
1: that I noticed, um, in the way that Invincible was kind of dispatched to go like save the Maulers, it was like a very clear callback to how Omni Man used to operate with the Guardians of the Globe. Like he's kind of rolling solo, mm-hmm. and then the Guardians come in and it's like whatever or. The vice versa, right? Like the Guardians are struggling and then you know Omni Man yeah. would come in. And and that's I saw like that separation, even though Cecil is saying like they're kind of working, you know, together. Um, and I think that's very intentional. And a part of me feels like is that where the immortals like hesitancy
0: is coming from? Of yeah. Like,
1: you're not in this group just like your dad was, yeah. and this mm-hmm. is giving me flashbacks.
0: He's already, he's, it's crazy at the beginning that he's already seeing signs of it. Yes, even uh, Cecil's uh, assistant, I'm forgetting his name, mm-hmm. but he was like, This is exactly like his dad. He's op- he even he called it out. He's like, He's the same thing. Mm. So, it's wondering how maybe it's gonna come down to Mark realizing that. I don't know. Maybe Mark needs to understand that it's not just him in a the situation, there's others as well. I think he has to learn how not he has to learn not to be selfish, but even though. I don't think he understands the situation that is grappling with everyone. It, it's hard because he was put into it out of nowhere. Yeah,
1: because I think that's the biggest thing with his dad too. Is like he didn't really know how to work with other people, mm-hmm. and
0: like never really like extended that olive
1: branch to be like, oh, now I'm working with the Guardians of the Globe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that Mark to overcome that hurdle of like not being like his dad. Is going to need to to work on is like mm-hmm. how do I connect with the people who are currently in the Garden of the Globe work together so that they can see me differently than they saw my dad.
0: And he has a friend, you know he has Eve, who yeah. is a superhero. Who sh- they've spoken a lot. You well, know, she's but she, not in the globe. No, she's not. No, she, she's she not, left. No. So I think
1: that's the one. That's the piece. Like
0: people from the outside know him, but in that in group, like. All they see is a carbon copy of Omni-Man. Of Omni-Man, right? Yeah. It's going to come down to him, though I think that's the only way I see it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's him and his actions will prove that he's different. Right. But I think this entire season is going to play with that narrative. Yeah. That narrative like you're exactly like your father.
1: Yeah. I'm super interested because like the Guardians storyline from season one, it, a lot of it's coming back to me now, was super separate from Mark. Like, Mark had his storyline, and then the new Guardians, like, had their storyline. And now it feels like they're going to kind of intersect. So I'm curious how, you know, those character dynamics will play um, with Mark. Um, Mark, he somewhat has an ego, but, like, he's somewhat kind of humble. You know, he's not like his dad in the sense of, like, he thinks he's the best at everything. But, like, he clearly knows, like, he's the strongest out there.
2: the, the, The problem now is the fact that Cecil is basically bringing him in as his dad's replacement. So he's like the head guy, like the number one, that's going to be an ego.
1: Yeah, that's problem. the interesting part for me, because Cecil is talking about, I need to do d- things differently. He needs to be on a short leash, but then he dispatches him to go here by himself. Like that didn't add up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't know if someone will at some point confront Cecil and be like, bro, you are actually making the exact same mistakes that you made with Omni Um and maybe there's different mistakes that I'm not, I, you know, either I don't remember or we haven't, you know, gotten backstory of with that Cecil and Omni Man had. But uh, from what I can see, it, you know, from super small sample size, like it's the same, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of operation,
0: you know, one man show. Yeah, true. Well, man, y'all, what a start to the season. We can't wait for episode two. And just a heads up, we're going to be reacting to the entire season. So if you're new here, please consider subscribing, hit that notification bell, and like this video, and comment your thoughts on this episode. We love you guys, and see you soon for more Invincible Season 2. Stay beautiful, y'all. Peace. (laughs)